Hi, I'm Sarah. Hi, I'm Jen. And this is your Fruitful 15, where small changes in your daily habits can yield big results. Sarah, what do you want to talk about today? Well, Jen, on the first couple of episodes, we were talking about finding your purpose, finding your why, and then we moved on to talking about wellness visions and how we craft wellness visions. So after we've talked about our whys and we've crafted a wellness vision, the next step is really to start setting some goals. But before we do that, we want to reemphasize the incredible importance of doing these steps in order and not jumping straight to those goals, but instead spending that time on finding your why and then creating your wellness vision. And actually, I know we have a call from a listener about this. We do, Sarah, and I'm going to play that call for you right now. Hi, Sarah and Jen. I've really enjoyed your podcast. My name is Barb, and of course, I have a question that I hope you can answer. I am really struggling trying to write my wellness vision, and I was thinking that maybe it would be okay to skip it for a bit and just come back to it after I start really working through and knocking off those goals. So I would appreciate your advice on that. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. All right, Sarah, what do you think about skipping the wellness vision for a little bit? I think this is going to be no surprise to our listeners, but I think we're both going to align on this, that it is not a good idea to skip doing your wellness vision and go to your goals because I think you'll gain some traction in the beginning while you have that motivation and excitement. But as you start to hit you know, life happening, it's going to be really hard to remind yourself, why am I doing this in the first place? So I think, (laughs) thank you. I think it's really important to create that wellness vision. And my suggestion is if you're really struggling is to reach out to a health and wellness coach to help you build that wellness vision. What do you think, Jen? Yep. I think you're exactly right, Sarah. So Sarah, let's move on and talk about the next step after we've done our wellness vision and talk about setting goals. And as you like to say, not just any goals, but SMART goals. And right now we have a quiz for our listeners. So listeners, SMART is an acronym and we want you to think about when you're setting goals, what would be five adjectives that would make for a really solid, unstoppable goal? Such a good question. Think on that. Uh, I think that really draws out What could those letters possibly mean? (laughs) So I have a question for you while our listeners are thinking about that. And that is, why do we even set goals in the first place, Jen? Yeah. So, you know, the reason we want to set goals, the evidence tells us that when we make goals, we are more likely to actually fulfill them, right? And sometimes... Our goals, our larger goals, will be sets of smaller goals that lead up to the larger goal. So it's a way of taking steps. So if we want to get to the top of a mountain, you know, we're not going to probably just fly there. (laughs) We're going to take baby steps up the side of the mountain. So goals are our steps upward. Yeah, I think that's a really good way to put it. I think goals are what provide us with a framework or a checklist and outline how we're going to reach that, ultimately, the vision. 
But yes. we've got, we can't just jump right to achieving the vision. We, like you said, we have to kind of plan out how we're going to climb that mountain. And goals are the way we make that planning happen. Perfect. All right, Sarah, what's up with the SMART acronym? What does it mean? Well, if you're in medicine, you know that acronyms are a staple. We have to have an acronym for everything. So of course we have to have an acronym for setting goals, but I actually think all joking aside, it's really helpful because it gives us a way to ask the question, is this goal something that I could actually get done? Because if it's not meeting all of five of these adjectives, there's probably going to be something, a trap in there that's going to trip you up as you're trying to achieve the goal. So the acronym stands for specific. The goal needs to be specific, measurable. It needs to be measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. So that's SMART, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. Awesome. Okay, but why won't any goals just work? Let's say my goal is I want to be super fit. So my goal is I'm going to get super fit. That seems like a decent goal. What's wrong with that? Why isn't that smart? (laughs) That's a really good question, Jen. And I think one of the types of goals we hear all the time. Right. Especially like at New Year's. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yes. It's just this sort of amorphous, nebulous kind of goal. It doesn't mean anything to you and it doesn't mean anything to who you're telling it to. Mm. So if you tell a person, my goal this year is to be super fit in their minds, they're casting, what does that look like? What does that mean? But there's no picture there. You know, it's like trying to make a movie without a script. So we really want to sit down and think about, okay, I want to be super fit, but what does that mean specifically? How am I going to measure that? What can I say that's going to be actually attainable for me? What's relevant about being super fit to me? And how long is it going to take me to achieve this super fitness? Oh, okay. So how do you think we could make the I'm going to be super fit into a smart goal? So maybe you and I could go back and forth. So if I was going to make that, if I was going to start with the S in smart for specific, maybe instead of saying super fit, what does that mean to me? Maybe to me, that means I'm going to get my body fat to say like 22% or I'm going to get my BMI to like 20 or something like that. That would be specific. Yeah, that's very specific. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that, that we can, we can really wrap our heads around what that means. Do you want to take M? Let's say you're making a goal that you want your body fat to be a certain percentage. You know, that's obviously measurable, but you want to say how that's measurable. So who is going to measure it? Where are you going to have that measured? So maybe Ah, you would say, I want my body fat to be X percentage, and that's going to be measured by my trainer using calipers, for example. Perfect. Just as another example, let's say we say, I want to be super fit, but that manifests as I'm running regularly. Well, that's still not very specific. So maybe we say, I'm running three times a week. And how are we going to measure that? I'm going to measure that using my Fitbit which is going to tell me that I've run three times a week. That's great. Okay. So let's bring in the A, attainable. So 
You know, I think this is one that we need to think about, especially when we're starting on some really large goals, right? So depending on where my body mass is right now or how much I was running right now, I'd have to really take a a look and think, is this attainable? An example that comes to mind would be like if I said, you know, by the end of this week, I'm going to have a BMI of 20 or something. And, you know, depending on where we start, that might not be attainable, but maybe in two years that would be attainable. So to make sure that we are choosing goals that we know we can attain. Yeah. And I think it's important to think about our limitations that we might have. Like maybe I would say to myself, oh, I want to climb Everest without oxygen, (laughs) but I have an underlying condition like asthma. Yeah, that might be attainable, but it might also kill me in the process. Right. So that's where a wellness coach can be really helpful or your primary care provider can be really helpful about saying, well, I think with this limitation that you have, we could attain this goal. Excellent example. All right. What about the R? Yeah. So that's relevant, right? And I think about this one, this is the tension sometimes when a coach or a provider comes up, I think, with a goal for a patient instead of the patient coming up with the goal. So Mm. it feels very relevant to the provider, but it's not relevant at all to the patient and what their wellness vision is and their why. So yeah, maybe as a provider, I want my patient to have a certain BMI, but my patient doesn't care about that. They care about being able to play with their grandchildren and run around with them. So a more relevant goal would be having the ability to walk around the block for 20 minutes, regardless of what their BMI is. So relevance is really important. Great example. Okay. And then T for time bound. I kind of alluded to this earlier, but, you know, giving ourselves a realistic amount of time to get this goal accomplished too. And, you know, shorter is not necessarily better. Longer is not necessarily better. It just, it's going to depend really what your goal is and what is realistic for that goal. Yeah, I think to your point too, and I know I'm selling the whole wellness or health coach thing really big, but I think this is where they can be helpful too because they can help you set goals that are time-bound in a way that's kind of Goldilocks perfect so that you're not making a goal that's nine months from now. A lot can happen in nine months, right? (laughs) But maybe you do want to have some nine-month goals and think about those and change them as you go, but you also want to make sure you have three-week goals, two-week goals, things that you're thinking about along the way. So (laughs) thank you, Jen. Thank you. So Jen, can you give me an example of a SMART goal based on some of the examples that we've been talking about? Yes. So, you know, one thing I've been working on at work, so we get regular feedback about our job performance. And, you know, usually my feedback is is quite positive, which is nice in most of the areas. Uh, like if I listened and if I was able to help figure out, you know, maybe what the problem was. One thing that I've gotten dinged on sometimes is using too much medical jargon. And so... One of my goals for myself is to improve my score on using plain language by 10%. And I'm doing that within the next year. 
Yeah, so it's got all the smart components. It's very specific. It's measurable because we use these surveys so that they give us feedback and then we can measure in percentage, like if I'm doing better on that. It's certainly attainable. It's relevant to my work and it's time bound. I'm giving myself a year. It's the perfect smart. I want to ding you in right there. Ding. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Sarah. So, Jen, what are your takeaways from this conversation? So, my takeaways from this conversation are first of all, why goals are important. So, they really are, like you said, they are the framework for how we're going to move from where we are into fully manifesting our wellness vision. Second, we want to make sure that when we're setting goals that we're using the SMART acronym. And what am I missing? I think third, I think you've covered all the perfect ground. And the only thing I would add is use your team to help you if you're having trouble setting goals or crafting a wellness vision. So reach out to your primary care provider, reach out to your health and wellness coach, talk to your friends, use others around you to help create those SMART goals. Perfect. Our next episode, I'm really excited about, Jen, because we'll be doing our final episode in this series to prepare you to make those big lifestyle changes. And that's going to be covering what are the pillars of lifestyle medicine. So what are the areas that we can make these SMART goals in in, with respect to health and wellness and our healthy lifestyles? Awesome. So please call us with any questions or comments at 928-793-1353 and check out our show notes. Thanks for letting us join your healthy journey. And like we said, next time, join us to talk about the pillars of lifestyle medicine. This has been your Fruitful 15, where you can change your life in just 15 minutes a day. 